yeah. Man, what's up, bro? How how you doing, man? I, everybody, like, no need for an intro or nothing like that. Like, I mean, how you doing this week, bro? I'm not, I'm not doing bad. Uh, just uh, uh, I'm not stressed, but I had a little had a little car trouble, you know. But I'm getting it sorted out. Sadly, my baby's finally getting old. I've had her since 2015. I got some miles on her, but other than that, no, it's some regular, regular old work week, normal stuff. What about you? Same, same, man. It's, it's been a good week. I will say, man, I've I've had I've been real stress free, but what I will say is this weather is is killing me. I'm <laughs> sick and tired of like today and tomorrow is supposed to be like seventy one, seventy two, mm-hmm. and then like seventy seven tomorrow, and then drop to thirty. Yeah, shit don't make no sense, bro. Just pick a <laughs> pick, pick a, a season. Weather. Yeah, like, <laughs> pick we, a season. That's all I want is just something like that. Oh, and uh, before we get into the first topic, I did get two questions, two fan questions. Uh, they'll be anonymous, but uh, the first question is: When we did the first episode, we talked we talked a lot of UFC, but we didn't mention Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. How do we feel Conor McGregor has? How like how did Connor impact the sport of UFC or MMA? My fault. Um, I, I guess the easiest way to put it is he made himself very sellable, very marketable, very brash, outlandish, and once he made himself, he basically created himself into this larger than life character. And it put the UFC on the map because I remember watching a fight night with Connor in it, thinking that he was good. And I thought it was weird that a white dude had the braided man bun. That was, I forgot who that fight was against. But that's the first time I ever saw him fight. But then, you know, the next time I see him fight, you know, he's selling out arenas and he just made the sport grow so much. So, Dana, that's why he's trying to protect him so much, just because he put the UFC on a different level than it was before. Yes, it was a it was a it was a big sport, but it wasn't as big as it is today without what Conor McGregor did. He was almost selling a fight um, the way that boxing promoters would do it, but he was only promoting himself, saying those crazy things, talking wholesale shit to anybody. In any weight division, it didn't matter. You know, he didn't care if anybody was going to speak out against him. He was going to tell them how they felt no matter what. And then, you know, one, like I said, with that character character got created, he didn't – he doubled down on it. You know, throwing the dolly through the bus and punching that old man in a pub. Like, he's he's always going to be revered in that way for that rant, that run that he had, but – you know, you got to put your money where your mouth is now, and you actually got to win a legitimate fight. You know, his last win was against Cowboy, and that was that feels like an eternity ago. Since then, you know, he's been kind of getting his ass beat a little bit. So, but to me, that's what I feel like he's done to the sport. Yeah, Connor to me is. I'll say Connor to me is the UFC's version of Muhammad Ali, and I'm not saying about his greatness, but what I will say is, is pre-Connor, you did have people that would talk, Rampage talk, Tito Ortiz talk, Chael Sonnen had always talked, but before Connor, that's all it was. Connor was that guy when he, especially when he was young, 
he was just coming out. I'm going to come out and knock this guy out in the first round. He can't hang. He doesn't have the chin. And he was just telling people and talking shit, but he wasn't doing it at first. He wasn't doing it so outlandish that it was a character. He was just saying, I'm going to knock you out in the first or the second. Mm -hmm. And he was doing it. He was knocking people out in the first and the second, and it became bigger than life, really. And just watching a lot of the interviews and documentaries with him and Dana, I understand wholeheartedly why Dana protects him. It's not just because of Connor made him a shit ton of money. It's how Connor made him a shit ton of money. Connor mm -hmm. has always been that guy. Connor's had multiple people pull out of fights against him. Mm -hmm. And every time he could have done the, nah, I, I'm I'm a I'm a sit out. I'm a wait until he comes back or no, I need a couple extra months to to prepare for this new dude or something. He never cared. When Jose Aldo pulled out the first time they were supposed to fight, he fought Chad Mendez on two weeks notice or nine days or something like that. Whenever um, <clears throat> whenever he was supposed to fight for the lightweight title against Rafael Dos Anjos, he pulled and then he fought Nate Diaz. And I mean, obviously he got choked out, but that's the difference in the, in these, like he, he, Connor says, that's the difference between me and, and people in this game. Like I am the game. You, you then look over at what people want to, describe as the the golden goose which is like like john jones but john jones got a, a pay-per-view canceled because mm -hmm. dan henderson canceled or got hurt and he didn't want to fight chel sonnen on a he had like a month or two advance and he was just like no no so i mean connor is one of those to where love him or hate him not like him he might not be as good as he thinks he is or whatever but connor is you could put connor's name on any card and it's going to sell out and it's it, to me, he's the he's like I said, he's the Muhammad Ali. And anytime Connor goes to fight, like his next fight, knowing that he's gotten his ass whooped his last two fights, yeah. I don't care. If he comes back and fights Dustin for the fourth time, I'm a watch. If he comes back and fights Nate Diaz, I'm a watch. If he comes back and fights fucking Sugar Sean, I'm a watch. I honestly, I don't care. If he fights fucking Tito Ortiz or Chuck Liddell both at the same time, I'm a watch. Yeah, he's I'm so it's. It's what he's done for the sport. He's almost, it's almost how we feel in the music industry about Kanye. Like, no. Kanye's, well, I'll say in the sense of Kanye's fucking crazy, but if Kanye drops an album ever, we still listen to it. The difference he's that is sellable. Kanye, yes, but the difference is, is Kanye has to outlandishly sell himself. Connor don't have to. I would say more if J. Cole or Kendrick release an album because they don't talk. But whenever they go to release an album, everybody's going to talk about it. They don't have to. Connor, Connor does it like his last two fights, or his last three, really. He's done media tours and stuff or, or like press conferences against Cowboy being respectful and then uh, Dustin being super respectful the, the second time they fought. Yeah. And they, I mean, it wasn't posted on ESPN like crazy. It wasn't doing a hell of numbers, but those pay-per-views sold out. And then yeah. him going crazy – the reason he went crazy is because everybody told him he was soft. So then he went back nuts and broke his his foot and shit. I yeah. would say Connor, if, if we're talking like, especially hip hop wise, I would say Connor is like Dr. Dre because he's got his hands in everything. He does like, regardless of what people want to say, like Sugar Sean O'Malley wouldn't be Sugar Sean O'Malley if it wasn't for Connor. Um, he, he just has such an influence on these guys. Like you look at people, you look at Snoop, you look at, Kendrick, you look at Eminem, you look at 50 Cent, you look at some of the highest like names in the, the industry, 
and they're all influenced by him. And I feel like that's Connor. Like, hate him or love him, Connor is has influenced a lot. Not to say Kanye hasn't, but Kanye also is a fucking psychopath. And <laughs> if Kanye wasn't rich, he would be in prison or he would be locked down for like like sexual <laughs> harassment. All man, you can't yeah. fucking like, bro. I I shoot a motherfucker for less for like if if my wife's ex or whatever like bought a house across for the house like it's funny because everybody loves kanye and he's got a huge following but i shoot that motherfucker in his face like not a threat <laughs> or anything but bro that he's kanye is to me kanye is everything that's wrong with the world as far as celebrities because because mm-hmm. he's a celebrity everybody gives him a free pass because mm-hmm. he makes good music and he's a millionaire he gets it he gets a pass for being crazy everyone says like oh you know he's just he's just reaching out for attention yeah for 10 years. I yeah. get it. I understand. But, bro, I'm sure people have told you that you need to stop. And if you're not listening and you're 40, I don't care. I ain't, You don't get no free passes with me. If I don't give a free pass to people that I actually know and care about, I ain't giving Kanye no fucking free pass. Fuck Kanye. <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I opened that can of worms, man. I was just trying to. Nah, yeah. fuck Kanye. <laughs> but not, not, nah, you good. I, I, just, I love Kanye's music. I've said this for a while. I love Kanye's music. I just hate the. If if you're a fan of Kanye, be a fan of Kanye, but also call him out for his bullshit. Like, yeah, I hate going like listening to people talk about Kanye and saying like this and that, this and that, and just giving him such a benefit of the doubt. Like, if you if you like Kanye and you hate Drake, because Drake and Kanye had a beef. To me, that's hip like hypocritical because yeah. drake drops the same music over and over so does kanye yeah and it's just to me it's just like i can listen to both their music and just be cool with it but i mean i don't personality like personable wise i don't know kanye but if i were to meet him i like if i had the opportunity to meet kanye or go have a fucking double scoop of butter pecan ice cream i'm picking that ice cream nine times out of ten <laughs> But give me give me the chance to meet Kendrick or J. Cole or M or Dre or like Big Sean. Yeah. I'm I'm bro, I'm going to sit down and be like, hey bro, what up? I feel you. But nah, speaking of the, the music industry, before we talk about the fight night card last night, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on the, the the baby versus Danny Lay's brother at the, the bowling alley, Super Bowl Sunday? Ah man, I think if you're just gonna talk that cash whenever they, whenever somebody pulls up. Now I will say this: I think it was a little bit of a bitch move for him to sue the baby. But I mean, also if you're gonna call somebody out like that, why are you rolling solo? Like you knew what was gonna happen. The baby's security, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I can't confirm it, but his security guard, I wouldn't put it past. The uh, baby security guard, like he hasn't killed somebody before, and you're just gonna like be completely chill with just pulling up on this dude like that? No, why are you doing that? Like, and to me, I felt like he got—I wouldn't say necessarily that he got jumped, but he definitely was not using the smartest tactics going into that situation. And I don't really feel like he got his ass beat. I got—I think the guy did a bitch move. By fucking, you know, pulling his hair. Like, come on, bro. Just square, you know. If you're going to fight somebody, fight somebody. You're just going to use that as your advantage because he's got long hair. Like, that was kind of, that was out of pocket to me. But I'm not in that situation. But 
if you could really scrap, you shouldn't be pulling nobody's hair. Uh, him suing, I mean, you might as well. It's on camera. You basically, <laughs> I mean, you basically got jumped. I mean, go ahead and do what you need to do, man. I'm not, I'm not mad at you. But uh, as far as it pertains to the baby, he's just, he's not taking a backseat to the kind of person that he is. He's never, and I don't even feel like he's doubling down. He's just, he's always been about the same stuff. So how could Thanks. you get mad at him? Facts. You can't get mad at him for that. Facts. He's been still funny, though. Been the same. It's funny because somebody was like, somebody put like the little old cartoon music on it when they were slipping on the the bowling alley and sliding around. It was. Oh it's, it was yeah, funny. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, I cracked I, up. I did see that. <laughs> I, I I feel like what you just said is perfect. Like, bro, you it's on site. It's on site. Okay. I'm <laughs> and then sure. You, from from what I heard, obviously, I don't know because I don't know none of these motherfuckers personally. But from what I heard, they the Super Bowl thing was like the baby shit, and he pulled up on them. And mm. bro, sc- scout it out. You you got you and yourself, and you at a place with a a, a rapper like a, a successful rapper. Yeah. He's not about to fight you by himself. I don't care how none of these rappers have ever squared up and fought one on one. And if they did square up and fight one on one, the only reason they did is because they were winning. If the security thinks their meal ticket is in trouble, <laughs> you best believe. And I also, like you said, homie pulled up by himself. He's tripping. I'm never, if I get into an altercation, bro, I am never pulling up just like by myself, regardless if I think I can whoop the dude or not, I am not going by myself. And if I go, if I go with somebody or if I would have went with him, bro, I'd have, I'd have grabbed one of them bowling balls and I would have Fred Flintstone twinkle toes all the way down that lane. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd hit that, I'd have hit him over the head with that bowling ball and (laughs) world star. But you got to be smarter than that because. I'm not I'm not rocking by myself like that and then yeah and then Absolutely then I'm not gonna not. yeah and then I'm, I mean I get I get it he's I'm a sue I'm a sue bro you just I mean now you just grabbing attention because I doubt I highly doubt he sues and I get it stand up for your sister the baby dogged her out like I I feel that bro and I feel yeah. he said I was trying to talk to him like a man one on one you can't talk to ignorant people. And as yeah. much as I like the baby, he ignorant. <laughs> so, yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, some people just think of dumb things to do. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up to his shit where he's got all his people, and I'm gonna show that I'm not no bitch. So I'm gonna pull up by myself. Hell no. I mean, I respect the the confidence, but that's not smart. <laughs> In he no tried. world is that smart. Yeah, I mean, you can always try. Doesn't mean it's going to go well for you. Just like it yeah. didn't go well for Johnny Walker last night, you know? Oh, I mean, God. <laughs> well, well, oh, let's just, good transition, bro. So, did you watch the entire fight card last night? Uh, I missed the first two on accident because I was watching a show. I didn't realize it started. But, yeah, from I the missed- third fight on, I watched it. I've missed. I'm, I have it pulled up on two, four. Let's see, two, four, five, six. I missed the first six, and <clears throat> I was like, "Oh snap!" It's the fight night card is on. So the first one that I seen was the David Anama and Gabriel Benitez or whatever. Yeah, and that was the one where dude uh, Gabriel Benitez he missed the weight. He missed weight by 
a couple pounds. It was supposed to be a featherweight fight. Mm. And it was it was nuts because Benitez came out early and looked good. He was calf kicking the brakes off of him. He yes. was throwing combos and everything. And then it was like, I don't know if he slowed down or if one of those punches that Onama <laughs> – Onama like hit him with kind of stunned him for a second. Yeah. But he got hit with a like a Mortal Kombat finishing sequence where he just was just there getting beat all the way through the cage and hands were completely dropped. Down. Bro. Yeah. And like he got hit with the a combo that if I order at a, a restaurant, bro, I can feed me and the whole family. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, after I watched it, I thought to myself too. I was like Man, he looked so good in, you know, the first or like the early stages of the fight. I was like, how do you fall from? I don't know. It was almost like, how do you fall from grace like that? It was weird. It was weird to see because I think he got stunned and then he literally what I thought he was trying to do. And I think I had because I was texting Gerardo as the fights were going on. I was texting Gerardo and I basically said. Man, I almost felt like he was trying to bait him. Like he was trying to bait him into getting him into the cage, and then he was going to try to shoot for a takedown again because I think he took him down early, and then you know they were able to kind of sprawl up and get away mm-hmm. from it. But yeah, that was not a good move at all. Um, he yeah he got he got beat the fuck up. It was it was fantastic. Uh, real quick too, anybody who's just listening that doesn't like to watch watch fight nights i will say from my opinion my experience i like fight night cards as a whole a lot more than i like the pay-per-view because i feel like it's it's a lot less pressure to have a fail like those fight night cards are usually lowbrow and it doesn't have a ton of eyes on them and you just have people that are fighting for their position that's usually when you have the best fights or at least the most exciting because you don't have to worry about people coming out and like oh i'm gonna be cautious and i'm gonna do this like nah bro we fighting to see who who's going to be in the top 10 who's gonna be in the top five type shit who gets a title fight so uh but i'll say that but uh the next what the next fight after that i believe was buckley versus al hassan yes and that was the was that yeah that was the elevated testosterone punches bro them dudes out there swinging like they was i don't know i don't even know how to explain it but them dudes were built like like greek gods and throwing throwing them things and i i it was a good fight but i don't know i felt like it could have been a lot better i feel like al hassan is one of those dudes to where he's just a one-trick pony he just has power and that's why he lost he got beat by combos and uh, all that stuff in the third the third really honestly it could have been a draw because i felt like that third round was a was a a 10-8 because al hassan took him down and beat the shit out of him Yes. Yes. And I mean, it was crazy that it did go to a split because Buckley really did control the first two rounds. I mean, to me, handily. I thought he did. But the the third, yeah, without a question, I think that's why it was a split because he won the third so easily. But at the same time, he was getting so reckless. He has so much power. And I think Felder and Anik pointed it out a couple of times that if he's just smarter with his strikes, he he might actually, you know, do something in the fight. But he was just he was just overswinging. I mean, that's the only way to describe it. He was just overswinging everything. Yeah, and that's what sucks about 
you know, seeing a guy fight like that is, man, you know, if you just had some sort of control, dude, you would be next level with it. But he he was not at all. I mean, it was a good fight for Buckley. You know, nine times out of ten, his fights don't go um, all three rounds like that. Neither does Al Hassan's. I mean, I think that's combined. They've only had, like, three complete finishes, you know. So, I mean, it was an entertaining fight. But like you said, I mean, them dudes are built just – <laughs> built like some goddamn linebackers and I mean they did their thing for the most part it was a pretty entertaining fight but um, what was on the card after that one? Oh, old grandpa Jim Miller bro oh, he got... <laughs> hey hey comeback fighter of the year I don't care I don't care man he's Jim old Miller as hell did his thing man I'm I'm proud of him cause he threw what did he throw that front elbow I think to kind of start that and then uh, he finished him off. But that Nicholas Mata kid, I mean, for being young, he was, he had a lot of power behind his punches, but I think Jim Miller kind of, you know, wised up and he did the damn thing. I mean, he, he got him. <laughs> I yeah, mean, Jim, huh? Jim leg kicked him into oblivion. I think he it's, you can tell it's a young kid who fights on simply athleticism and an older veteran who chopped him down he was like you can't knock me out if you can't step off that front foot and yep. he once he got once that leg was obliterated he was like all right now i can do whatever i want like you said he caught him with the elbow and then he caught him coming in and when the when nick Mata fell i thought it was over with because he fell with his arm behind his back and yeah. i was like ah oh, shit bro and it kind of i don't know it was it was kind of weird to me but uh, Jim Miller said after the fight, he said that he was a little annoyed because it was a late stoppage. He felt like the, the ref should have stopped it a little bit faster. I agree. Yeah. I feel like Nick Mata didn't really have anything left. He was just getting beaten to oblivion. You could see him come and go from consciousness while he was on the floor. But all in yeah. all, Grandpa Miller, keep yeah. going. He wants to fight in UFC 300. He fought in 100, he fought in 200, and hey, why not? It's in a couple of years, about two years. If he, you know, if even if he fights, you know, once a year, he still has an opportunity to to do it. Yeah, I mean, as many cards as there are in the UFC in certain months, you're looking at two pay-per-views a month. So, I mean, it could be in about a, a year and a half. Maybe he fights one more time at the end of this year, and then he just waits until 300, and then that's his, his swan song. But, I mean... That would be that would be pretty cool. I mean, they might as well pull Brock Lesnar out to fight because he fought on one hundred and two hundred too. So yep. let let old Brock get juiced to the to the gills and get into and skip the USADA pool and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. might as well, man. I still still a good fight. The two fights before the main event were, you know, they were they they, they were mid. Uh, Big Boy Parker was Parker Porter, I think was his name. Something. Like yeah. That. Yeah, that one was hella mid, and it was, I to be honest, it was just, like, that was a, a I, I want to say a technical fight, but it wasn't. It was just two two dudes who were out of shape. Uh, Porter was like, well, shit, for me to, to win, I have to just wrestle, fuck the, this dude into oblivion, and that's what he did. Yeah, he just laid on him. Yeah. You know, no big deal. It was, like I said, it was a mid-level fight, but, I and, mean, it's still, still decent. Yeah, and then after that was the Dawkins and Pickett fight, which 
Dawkins subbed him right at the horn. He had him like a, I believe the guillotine, and he he tapped right before the horn, right before the end of the first round. And, yep. and they did like uh, Fielder and Anik. They, they didn't know what what happened. They were like, "Wait, did did he say it was over?" And then Dominic <laughs> Cruz was like, "He said it was over. It's over. That's amazing." And it was just like, "Damn, bro! All you had to do was hold <laughs> on for a half a second longer." Yep, that's all you needed. Couldn't do it though. Oh well, and then the man. I really wanted that other fight. The which one did I think was the fifty k? Yeah, the Namu um, knockout. I thought that one was the fifty k, but the Jamal Hill and <laughs> Johnny Walker. Man, oh god! Real quick, it, if y'all have not watched it, that's a viral I, I, knockout. Give, that's, yeah, he got hit to me like, and you said it. You you texted me one this morning, but. When he got knocked out, the first two, th- I was like, Brett looked like he was trying to do a trust fall. It looked like red when Debo hit him. And then <laughs> wh- what did you text me this morning? I said, oh, man, well, I got to go back and look. I said, bro, I don't know if you saw that, but God damn. <laughs> Something along the lines of that. Let me look. What did I say? Oh, I said he got stunned like <laughs> the situation when he had butted that wall. Yeah. He, <laughs> he you yeah, know, where was- he. Threw his hands in the air like you didn't. You could tell he was hurting, but I was like, like when it when it happened, I was watching the fight, but I also was like, I was texting because uh, Kadeem and Jeff were asked like talking about the All Star Game or the festivities and stuff, and I kind of looked up and I seen it, and when I seen him, it looked like he kind of saluted him, like when he threw his hands up, and I was yeah. like, oh god, and I, I texted him and was like, hey bro, go look at that shit right now, and yeah, <laughs> man, that was. Oh, that was so bad. You know, and I think what everybody cracked up on the most was how stiff his legs went into it. Where he just said, like, just perfect point on the stiffness of the leg, man. I just, yeah, he got the 50K. I thought Anamu was going to get it for Benitez, but nah, man. He's Yeah. He didn't get the 50K. I, I I bet I almost guarantee you because I do I didn't watch that post uh post fight conference which I probably will before I go to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. But Dan has been doing over the last couple of years. Um, he's been paying people like if you knock somebody out or uh, submit somebody, he's giving you fifty k. It's not like it used to be where he was only given one knock knockout uh, per card. Yeah. They've yeah. been taking they've been taking care of a lot of people, which is a good. But I mean, it's a really good thing compared to the past. I mean. Yeah. When, you know, you got people basically fighting, you know, trying to throw all inhibitions to the wind as far as that goes with, you know, just not giving a fuck and trying, trying really, really hard to knock somebody out. So yeah. I'm, it, it's, it was good to see. Like I said, it was a decent fight card. Honestly, what cracks me up is some of the fights in the beginning were some like the first women's fight on the card was really good. I mean, it ended up being a unanimous decision, but. The uh, Diana Belbita, Gloria DePaula fight. Those those girls were throwing hands. I think they really, you know, they really got a shot. Um, and the Chaz Kelly, Chaz Skelly one, he knocked that dude out too, man. It was to start. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I missed the first two, but everything after that, it was like, man, these are some people that are really, you know, putting in some work. And then, you know, it kind of settled in with. You know Parker Porter and then the Dalgas fight, but yeah, that that was a good way to end that card. A really good way to end it. Yeah, and it's a good way to. I mean, I was super hyped for next week's uh, card, 
not really the card as, as, as a whole, but the uh, the main event, um, Darius versus Baby Baby Khabib um, Makachev, Islam Makachev. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see what he's about because he's been mowing through people, but like everyone's been saying, he's not really fighting anybody. So we don't know how good this kid really is. And this was going to be the first test for him. But unfortunately, uh, Benil Darius had to pull out and, it's it sucks for him, but it is cool to see Bobby Green uh, get a shot. It's supposed to be a catchweight fight. Uh, yeah. Bobby Green all, obviously just fought um, two weeks ago, or yeah, last week actually. Yeah, he fought last week um, mm-hmm. on the that uh, pay per view. So mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be cool to see him. I I will say it's not going to be the same if Ish- Islam uh, mows through him the same way that he did. He if he would have done uh, Benil Dariush, but it is cool to see what what's next because, I mean, if you think about it at that in that division and lightweight division, you who does he fight next? Like, does he get to fight the winner of Gaethje and Oliveira, or does he have to fight Poirier or you know what I mean, like somebody like that before getting a title fight if he beats Bobby Green? Because like like yeah. I said, Bobby Green is I'm not gonna say he's the the best mm-hmm. lightweight fighter. But he is pretty pretty good. I mean, his, he's won his last two, but he lost yeah. two before that. So his yeah. last four, he's two and two. With him though, he's he's one of those types of fighters that he will give you a good look. I mean, he will be that kind of guy that was going to compete, and you know that you can't question that he's not he's not going to be scared in there. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that. But he's also like. Top tier, but I don't trust Bobby Green against top tier people. Never have. Same. He's a. As much as it, it sucks to say, he's one of those gatekeepers, and there's a there's a lot of of gatekeepers, but he's one of those people that he helps the fighters that are unknown uh, make their name. That's why. Um, no, no hate on him. Like especially from here, with all due respect, that's why I want to see Sean O'Malley fight one of those gatekeepers at bantamweight. Like I want to see him fight. Yeah. A, a 10, 11, 12, because I'm tired of seeing him fight unranked guys. Like, he he did the Contender Series like four years ago. Give him a ranked opponent and stuff. So, that's, I mean, that's my thought on him. But, I mean, obviously, after this coming week's card or next week's card, depending on when you listen to this shit, um, what you think about old George Masvidal and Colby Covington? Oh, man, I think that... Colby Covington is a better scrapper than Jorge Masvidal, and he has proven that um, over his last couple of fights. Yeah, he lost to Usman twice, and he beat Tyron Woodley in between, but I don't think that Masvidal has that edge about him anymore. You know, that edge that made him a huge name in the sport for that little bit of time, I don't think he has it anymore. And Because if Colby wants to, he can take him to the ground. If Masvidal's trying to throw, Kobe will stand there and throw. And his volume picks up, kind of like Piotr Jan, his volume picks up. The longer you let him stay in the ring with you, the more you're going to feel it than him feeling it from you because his gas tank is unlike almost anybody's in the entire UFC. Kobe Covington really doesn't get tired. Masvidal gets tired. Masvidal basically killed himself to fight Kamaru the first time. 
And the second time, it didn't even look like a fight that he was even close to winning, and that was proven whenever he got knocked out. Kamaru was winning that fight beforehand. So I think that no matter what happens, and this is the God's honest truth, Colby will win and he'll fight Kamaru a third time. <laughs> I, I, think, I think they'll want him to fight someone else in between, and I think we may get a, like a Colby versus Gilbert Burns or something in between. I'm just not 100% sure because because Kamara is going to take he, – he wants to spend more – actually, I think he just had surgery, so but yeah. we'll see. I, I know he wants to he wants to spend more time with his family, which is dope, but um, I, I I honestly, in my opinion, I feel like – which I'm proud of you for coming around on Colby. Thank you. Uh, but, oh, no, I definitely re- – <laughs> I respect him as a fighter, no doubt about it. I always have. I just – his mouth is just yeah. – you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only his, thing that turns me away Yeah, from he's – he the 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 crazy thing is about those two is, is honestly we might be working ourselves into a shoot because it would not surprise me if those two have been at odds just to sell a fight and then afterwards yeah. they're friends again because I mean they keep saying like Dustin Poirier hates Colby Covington and he said I will not fight him in the UFC because I don't want him to get paid that's real hatred he said that's real it's, it is is like. Dustin was like, "We're we're both going to jail if whenever like if I fight him." The thing with Masvidal is, is Masvidal talks about him, and then Colby will talk about him, but like they're really not like going Connor level with Dustin Poirier or the level of what Colby went with Dustin talking about his wife and stuff. So it's just like, man. But this fight could very easily look like Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler. He could yeah. just. He could just hold him against the fence, let him tire himself out, and then just strike the shit out of him. People, the, the thing that people are going to have to realize is if you're a diehard Masvidal fan, you can't look at this fight and say, oh, Colby's being a bitch. You, if you want him to just stand in front of him and not mix martial art him, I guess, they should be boxing then. But yeah. they're not. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a MMA fight. So what Colby's going to do is is that. And even if Colby did, I believe Colby's striking is better than Masvidal. I don't understand where this Masvidal has heavy hand shit comes from. He beat he he like flying need uh Ben Askren to oblivion. And then he I mean he he didn't knock out Darren Till, but as of late everybody's been finishing Darren Till. So it's like like then you you like you don't finish Nate Diaz. And as much as people want to say that he like yeah he ran through him in the first couple of rounds, but he started gassing, and Nate started landing combinations, and then the doctor stopped it because of the cut. It wasn't like Nate w- couldn't continue to fight, which again it's a Diaz. I understand that, but then after that you fight Kamar Usman twice, yeah. And neither the first time it's the oh I took it on a short notice thing. Nate Diaz took the first Connor fight on short notice. He didn't yeah. make any excuses. But you got beat. That's fine. Then the second time, you're out here running your mouth the same as Colby Covington. Oh, he he just wasn't blessed with heavy hands. Like, it felt like pillows hitting me and stuff. And then you go to fucking sleep. Not normal sleep either. That's, he said not that's, normal sleep. Yeah, that's like 20 milligram edible sleep that you went into, bro. You, were, you might still be asleep. Rumor has it that he is still asleep right now and they'll wake him up right before he walks out to fight Colby. So it's when homie I, knocks the sweat off your brains, you, you, yeah, you got treated. You got hit. You got one hit of the, hard. 
Yeah, one of the knockouts of the year, and pe- everybody watched it. He made he made Kamara Usman, who I'm again no disrespect to Kamara Usman. Kamara's uh, stand up has came a long way, but Kamara is not a he ain't Francis Ngannou. Yeah, but he made him look like Francis Ngannou because as much as people, not nothing that Masvidal did in that fight looked good. He was out there like yeah, he got up off his back. Uh, like once or whatever, but he was just he was like kissing, blowing kisses, and doing, and that's all fine and and dandy if you want to put on a show for your crowd and stuff. But that don't mean you're a good, a good fighter, and yeah. you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yes. So handily, I, I I mean I'll always say this: he's gonna be on that gatekeeper status. You know he's gonna talk a big game. He has the uh, a couple of highlights to back you know his backyard brawler status things of that nature but he's never going to be a champion in the ufc i'll say this so now he's just taking the big money fights like he's like he's accustomed to and that's all he's ever gonna be i mean it's i hate to say it no he's he's a sorry to cut you off but he's a d he's he's nate diaz like i i love watching nate diaz fights because it's going to be entertaining it's the same thing with with masvidal fights like it's going to be entertaining the build of the fights are going to be entertaining yeah but i don't think of him as the next step he's not that championship level fighter he's just a a, a, he's a cool a cool dude that is easy to root for i guess you could say but that's it it's not i mean nothing more nothing less and his, I mean, just just because I have it pulled up here, he made his name when he beat Darren Till, and then in the back he threw that three piece in a soda at Leon Edwards, who he's avoided fighting since then. Yeah. He then need Ben Askren into oblivion, and then he beat Nate Diaz by doctor stoppage, and they have not ran it back because he's chasing Kamara. But bro, you're ranked number six. Like, let's be real here. Yeah. So he's lost both Kamara fights in a row. Then before that, he lost to Wonderboy Thompson. Unanimous decision. He lost. Not even close. Then you lost to Damian Maya. Yeah. Before so you know what I mean? Like he's so up and down. I don't want I, I hate how people try to make it seem like he is a he's a Usman, a Covington, or something like that. Like, yeah, Colby's one and two in his last two fights or three fights, but Colby's the only one who's pushed uh, Kamar Usman. He's the only yeah. one that's that pushed him. So, I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, Masvidal loses this fight, and they don't cut him. And then we get to see Masvidal. <clears throat> At that point, he then needs to just try to really make the BMF title a BMF like bracket. Like a, legit, he, yeah, yeah. a legitimate thing. Yeah. I Which think so. I, yeah. Then he can fight Nate Diaz. He can fight Robbie Lawler. He can fight... Wonderboy Thompson, all these guys that will never be a, a champion, a, a true champion, they can start passing that belt around like AIDS in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, get down <laughs> with it. Yeah, I mean that is what it is. But I mean, other than that, bro, like it's a quicker episode. You got anything else to to add? Um, uh, man, I'm I'm kind of excited for next week, man. Getting back out there with the boys and hitting, hitting some softballs. Hitting some fucking dingus, boss. You want to hit some uh, dingus? I don't know if I'm going to uh, put myself in that category of the possibility of doing that, but you know, you know, I can. One can dream. But I'm hitting <laughs> dingers. Well, I'm I'm going I'm going 300 straight deep center. Nah, I probably won't. But <laughs> but 
I might have one or two that that's close, but I haven't swung a bat. It's been a while, and I mean, uh, we'll see. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, well, hey, if y'all listen to the whole episode, I appreciate it. Thank y'all for listening. Um, you can find us on almost every streaming platform: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, I believe, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Uh, continue to ask us questions that you want us to answer online. It doesn't have to be a MMA question. You can ask us whatever the fuck you want to ask us. We'll answer it on the air. Uh, and then more to come. Again, plan to do Amazon gift card giveaways, maybe like 25 bucks or whatever. Uh, we'll start it whenever there's a, a, a nice card, a big nice card, like obviously – Probably could do it with the UFC 272, but I'm not comfortable because there's only one. There's not even a title fight, so maybe well, maybe the one after that. I will say, seeing Dos Anjos and Rafael Fazayev, I mean, the fight from I mean, from start to finish, it looks good. Even with the start of the pay per view, we get to see Greg Hardy possibly get knocked out again, which is always <laughs> is always uh, something fun and enjoyable for everybody. That is you know, a huge advocate against domestic violence. Um, and also Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland, and then Alex Oliveira, but really the fight that I'm looking forward to the most. And so is my boy Gerardo is we haven't seen our boy Bryce thug, nasty Mitchell fight in a while. And he's fighting the big name in Edison Barbosa. Now yeah. Bryce Mitchell has the most twister submissions in UFC history at two or three. But he also is not bad on his feet either. And we like us some thug nasty. He's just a country boy from Arkansas, but he knows how to wrestle. That boy knows how to wrestle with the best of them. Well, I wouldn't say the best of them, but so far, he looks yeah. like he's a good wrestler. He's not Ryan Hall is what, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Hall tip falls into my Derek Brunson category of every time he fights, I want to see him get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> but, yeah, man, yeah. Uh Hey, good shit though. Um, but yeah, like more to come. Pause. <laughs> but yeah, man, leave, leave the people with some wise words. Um, always remember that patience is a virtue, and the only one that stop that is stopping you is you. Facts. All right. Well, we will be back next week. All right. We out. Peace.